Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Andy J Podcast. podcast hey welcome to the andy j podcast the latest episode featuring the man the myth the legend the king of the jungle of course he won i'm a celebrity get me out of here in 2018 but before that he managed all the clubs in england <laughs> well he's actually he has managed loads from west ham to spurs to portsmouth to southampton and so on and so on absolutely brilliant company really engaging a lovely lovely man who sent me the nicest message afterwards by the way i always love it when guests especially guests of this caliber make the effort to send you a note afterwards harry redknapp is one of those guys really lovely conversation with harry now we were recording whilst he was watching a game on the telly so he was slightly distracted because ronaldo scored and, and lots of other things and you know what you'd expect nothing less from a man who's lived his life around football around the beautiful game right in the middle of the euros if you're listening to this in the future the euros have been and gone if you're listening to this in real time they are very much happening as we speak and aren't they fun how are England doing? I don't know. It's probably the future. Wouldn't it be lovely if we win it, though? Anyway, here is the man himself, King of the Jungle, Harry Redknapp. The Andy J Podcast. Now, I am so pleased to welcome my next guest. Here's a man who, actually, I can say this with all confidence, he knows the public love him because we've proved it time and time again. The legend himself, Mr. Harry Redknapp. How are you doing, Harry? And I'm okay. I'm all good. Thank you. Harry, how does that feel? Because I'm, of course, referring to the fact that the whole nation has had a soft spot for you forever, but it was proved to you, of course, when you won I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. You you must have felt, wow, I mean, everyone loves me. I'll be honest with you, and I didn't, you know, when you're stuck in the jungle, I didn't know what was going on. I, I, I thought I'd be the first one voted out, and the plan was, we're going to go to Australia. Sandra comes over. We have a holiday while everybody else stays in there, probably. We have a wander around Australia. And uh, that was the plan. They sat at the Versace Hotel. Uh, but I ended up being the last one out. And by the time we got out, it's the amazing thing. You come out of there the, you know, in the evening. Next morning, by 12 o'clock, they're throwing you out the hotel. Packing you up to be out by midday. <laughs> so I really got to see nothing of Australia. Didn't end up seen anything at the Versace Hotel, and uh, that was about it, really. Were you exhausted afterwards? Yeah, it was It was great experience. We, what kept me going, we were going to Dubai. That was the plan. I said, look, we're going to Dubai on the way home. We'll stop off, because it's a long flight. Yeah. And last time I went to Australia, I went over to manage the Jordan national team against Australia, uh, and the flight coming home, I wasn't very well. I, I was quite ill, in fact. Um, and I thought I'd never do that journey again. So we, we broke the journey up. We stopped off in Dubai for a few days and uh, 
So that broke it up. And that was something that kept me going, looking forward to, to having a break and going to some a nice restaurants, have some food and, you know, get on the beach with Sandra and that was it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was what, a couple of three years ago now, Harry, but obviously yeah. you must have, I mean, did you feel a great sense of confidence of, of how well received you were by the public? Did it did it sort of make you kind of walk with a swagger or anything? No, I, no, I, I never changed it. What it changed for me was that suddenly, you know, fellas coming up to me talking to me about football and suddenly it was women and kids coming up, you know, asking, knocking on my door and, you know, kids from the local schools that had signed all signed of cards to me and it was completely different. It was something I never expected, you know, and really, uh, it was nice though, you know, and uh, people have been nice though, that was the main thing. Uh, Has it been a bit of a second life for you, Harry? Because you decided in in 2017, you decided to call time on management, which I think was a a shame for a lot of clubs. I'm a Newcastle United fan who I I know you turned down. Yeah. And I have always kind of thought to myself, I've, I just kind of always felt you'd end up managing my club. And then in 2017, when you were like, no, that's it, no more management, I think there were a lot of people that would have felt a little bit miffed about that, Harry. Yeah, well, I just thought I'd had enough, you know, and it was time uh, time to call it a day. But I did think I was going to retire, and the plan was play golf every day, every other day, see if I improve my golf. I, I really enjoy it, but I started playing very, very late, and I'm, ne- I'm not a great golfer, but I still really enjoy it. So that was the plan, really. Um, and, you know, I'm into my racing. I've got my horses and go to the stables in the morning, watch the horses out on the gallops and enjoy that and have a few days racing. Uh, but I've been so busy, I've not managed to play much golf and not been racing. And really, it's been non-stop, to be honest, since I came out of the jungle. I've been opened up so many different, different things for me to do. Well, you, I mean, it sounds like you've just had so many offers, Harry, and, but, but they've all been premium, haven't they? You know, Harry's Heroes has just been so much fun. Oh, had two seasons of that now, and that's, that's yeah. just great, isn't it? Working with the old legends and putting them through their face, paces, getting them fit again and getting them their kind of spirit back. It's a, it's a yeah, very special it. show, isn't it? I loved it. And absolutely, I couldn't tell you how much I enjoyed going away with the boys, you know? And we had a great time, absolutely great. They were just fantastic, all good players in their day. And, you know, you find mostly, most good players that I've come across in my lifetime have been good lads, you know. So it was great fun to be with them. And, uh, you know, we had one of your old players here, Steve Howie came, he played. Um, who else did he, you know, we had Michael Graves from up the road to you, Sunderland. Yeah. So, uh yeah, you but had, no, we, we had a great group of lads, and uh, we, it was really good fun. You had Razor in the first season. That Razor, was... <laughs> yeah, we had Razor. Razor didn't last long, unfortunately. <laughs> in the first game, you pulled a muscle up about two minutes. Um, and then after that, I'm afraid his weight blew up, and he really he had a few little problems, you know. But hopefully, uh, he's okay now. Whether he'll change, I don't know. I hope he does, because he's, he's a great guy. He seems like a bundle of fun, must be said. Oh, he's a proper good guy. He's, a, he's, he's got no nastiness in him. He's a big teddy bear. He really speaks softly, you know. Um, he was aggressive on the pitch, you know, but off the pitch, there's, there's no aggression with Razor. He's just a lovely fellow. Harry, you've you've always had quite a lot of press attention. You know, there's always a headline about you, and it's and what I like is recently they've been really, really lovely. The recent stories at the moment are about the fact that you're going to welcome another grandchild, which I think is lovely. It's lovely that this has been picked up so soon. But when I read that actually 
the little one's not due till November. It's quite early yeah. breaking news, isn't it? It was, yeah. I don't know where, it, you know, you know, and everything gets in the newspaper. Someone always, someone finds out and then they tell, you know, next thing it's, it's out in the public domain, and it? But, um, yeah, I think it was in the paper before me and Sandra knew. <laughs> so, but, uh, no, it's looking forward to it again, you know. How hands-on are you as a granddad, Harry? Are you, uh, can, you, um, can you change a nappy? No, I'm, I, I didn't even change nappies for my kids, let alone for the grandkids. <laughs> no, I'm good, at taking them to, I'm good at taking them to football. That's my game. I'm going out with them on Saturday, taking them to any, whatever sport they're doing. Go and watch them. You know, one of Jamie's boys played rugby. I enjoyed watching him play, uh, play through school in the county. So that was great fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed being with them, you know. And, but certainly, um, no, I'm not a nappy changer. <laughs> I wouldn't know where to, I wouldn't know where to start. I'd be about as good as that as what I'm getting on getting onto uh, onto a Zoom call or something. <laughs> well, how how different is it, Harry? I've got I've got three boys myself, and obviously, Brilliant. so I've been making my parents' grandparents, and I watch them with with my sons, and I think. Do you know, it, it really does look like it is. Everyone says it's more fun as a grandparent because you, you only have to spoil them. Is that, is that your kind of reality as well? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, you know, you, 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 you do spoil them. But how old are your boys? Eldest is eight. Youngest is three months old. Fantastic. Oh, my God. You are so much fun to look forward to, eh? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. For me, the best days ever were going to watch the boys when they were growing up playing football, you know, whether they're good, bad, or just, you know, just being there, I think it's great fun. My wife used to wash the kit and, you know, for the team and we'd turn up and, yeah, we had some right great times. Yeah, it's lovely, Harry. And and you know what I love, Harry, is, is that we as a sort of nation have grown up with you and now your family of course everybody knows Jamie and also your your nephew of course everyone knows Frank who Frank, yeah. we're seeing on the screens a lot at the moment as well punditing for the yeah. Euros and everything I mean we are it's difficult for us to talk too much about the specifics of the game but let's just have a quick word on England's chances do you reckon realistically how far are we going to go it's a nice squad I think we've got every chance. I really do. And I think we've got a big chance. It's, uh, you know, with the games being at Wembley, the semi-final, final, uh, I think we've got every chance. I, I You know, I, w- I wouldn't be happy. If, uh, I'd be disappointed if we didn't get to the final. I really would be disappointed. I think there's some fantastic young players there. So I'm really optimistic, you know. Um, I think we did okay the other day. I think people got a little bit carried away again with the first game. I thought it was a, it was a good performance. Uh, we did the job against a very, very poor Croatia team. Yeah, it's been you know Croatia have been a great team over the last twenty odd years, but this is a team now that is I don't know they've lost all the great players. There's only Luka Modric really left out that team. So yeah, and he's thirty five, yeah, isn't he? We didn't he, have so. a lot to beat. We didn't have a lot to beat, to be honest. But we, we did the job, and hopefully, you know, we've got Scotland on. You know, as you know. That's it. Well, um, yeah. Well, we're recording this a couple, yeah. of, day, couple of days before the Scotland game, so Sorry, our then, listeners yeah. will know the result. But you and I don't. But that actually makes it quite fun, Harry. What do you think will be the outcome against Scotland? Because listeners will know whether we beat them or not, but we yeah. don't yet. So in the future, what uh, will, what will what will the score end up being? And does, and does Grealish get on the pitch? I don't think Grealish will get on the pitch. Okay. I don't think I don't Gareth fancies Grealish much. Um. But I think that we will win 2-1. So I think it'll be a tight game. 
I think Scotland will have a right go. It's always an atmosphere against Scotland, isn't it? It's one of those yeah, glorious things. Yeah. You, I mean, Harry, I, I sort of, I'm getting the vibes of 96, you know, I guess because yeah. we're playing on home soil and, and it's, it's also a bit like when the Olympics were in town, you know, there's that kind yeah. of groundswell of excitement again. It's, we kind of need this, don't we, as a nation? Oh, we do, yeah. And I love it. We know it's coming home. It's ca- football's coming home. I love it. I love listening to that song, you know. It brings back great memories of going to Euro 96 for me. And, uh, it's, yeah, it would be lovely if we did it. It unites the nation, doesn't it? Everybody, it would be great, you know, to see people out in the streets enjoying the games. And hopefully, you know, we're allowed out and allowed into pubs. I don't know, you know, where we're going at the moment. One minute you can, next minute you can't. But, so, but yeah, it would be great. We all need that at the moment, don't we? Yeah, we do. We do. That, that Also, that kind of spirit of togetherness. You know, we were all locked up for together yeah. for a while. Then we were all kind of in this together. We're all getting vaccinated, etc. Well, now we're all supporting the boys. And it's it feels yeah. good. It does, yeah. It's great, great to see. And uh, say, I, I love it when they sing uh, people coming home. I think it's a great anthem, you know. So, looking forward to it. It is. It's, it's brilliant. It's the best. Who are the nations that we should be worried about, Harry? Who's who's likely to be in the quarters, the semis, the final? France. France has got to be there. They're, they're strong. Um, I think Portugal were my, you know, outside in. I, I had a feeling for Portugal. You know, the, the boy Diaz is a fantastic player. Yeah. Fernandes at Man United. Ronaldo. I mean, they've got some good players. So I think they, they could be dangerous. Portugal, Italy have been on a great run of winning games as well. I think something like 27 out of 28 games undefeated under Mancini. God. That's a great run. But I wouldn't swap our group for any other group. You know, I think we've got some incredible young players there. I really see some real talent. Oh, it'd be so good if they could go on and, and, and do it, Harry. That'd yeah. be amazing. Now, Harry, one of the other projects that you've been up to since the jungle, of course, you had your Sandbanks, Sandbanks Summer. I'll put my teeth back in yeah. to say that properly. You decided to go for a tough one to say. That, that of course, was a lovely celebrity chat show in your... I mean, wow, what what a place you live in. And and you're changing things up as well. Let's let's talk about home life, Harry. Yeah, we, we, well, we're moving... We're actually moving off the sandbanks. You know, we love, we love living there. It just got very, very busy last year. And, it, it, um, and we decided to, to move, you know, only five minutes away. But getting on and off, there's a one-way road in and a one-way road out. And it, it got gridlocked all last summer. You know, if I went out to play golf, I couldn't, you know, go to local news agents after not at nine o'clock in the morning. It would take me over an hour to do a five-minute journey. Right, yeah. So we just got busy. Anyway, we decided that so we'd moved off of just off the sandbank. But only five minutes away, you know, still two minutes from a beach. So, um yeah, we're we we're, we're lucky and we've we've built a we've built a house and uh and we've decided to uh you know, on the advice of mine and my granddaughter to go to go very green and uh, a bit of an eco friendly type house, you know? I love this. So, so, I mean, so what does that mean, Harry? Because it's obviously we're all learning, and everyone's in this together right now. We're learning. We've got to be greener. We need to be cleaner. We need to be better to the environment. And of course, there are things you can do to a house. And if you're building a house, especially, there's so much you can do to make it energy efficient and good for the environment. Yeah. We, well, we first thing we got a smart meter. Um, so you know that was the first thing we we got a smart meter in that you know um, you got your power supply and you can get a smart meter to uh, and then we've got an EV charger um, uh, and also got uh, we we've got a heat pump 
and Sandra's got a, 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 a dishwasher and a washing machine that is, don't ask me how it works, and because I'm not great on this type of thing, but I'm glad she's got the dishwasher because, uh, you know, my, my, the one job I was getting into a bit during lockdown was becoming the dishwasher. And so she's now, <laughs> we've now got an, eco, an eco-friendly dishwasher or whatever that is, but it's, uh, it's, it's certainly, uh, uses less water or something, uh, I don't know. I'm not an expert, I'm just going along with what my granddaughter was telling us and what we've decided to do, so... Well, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? The new generation, they've got a much stronger grasp on how we yeah. should be. And ultimately, they're the ones that are inheriting the planet from us, aren't they? So they want it to Absolutely. be as good as possible. And it's our duty to yeah. make sure that it is, really. Absolutely. want to support them. And, you know, yeah, and I got involved with, you know, a, a year or so ago, two years ago in a company that was recycling plastic and making clothes out of them, you know, which was, was quite an amazing product, you know, uh, you know, a great idea, really. Um, you know, the plastic that's in the sea, it's just been, it's been pretty horrendous, you know, and uh, we've seen so much of that on TV in the last few years, what it can do. So, yeah, anything we can do to help the environment and going forward, you know, we want to try to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, one of the things that people can do that aren't building a new home like you are, but whenever they live, they can immediately make a change with a with a smart meter. Yeah. Smart meters are all important, and it's great because you can see how much energy, you know, what you're using. Not like the old days when they come around and you know someone come and read a meter, and then suddenly you you had a bill that was way up. You didn't realise how much you've been using. Well, you can you can you can look at this and think, okay, I think we're better cut down a bit. You know, what do we need to leave the lights on? We can see what you're using, so and you can see what you're saving. That's a great idea. Yeah, knowledge is power, isn't it? Especially knowledge of yeah. power. Uh, Harry, did you say that you've got an EV charger? Does that mean you drive an electric vehicle? No, not at the moment, but I would like to, to get one. You know, that is a, that is the plan. You got your you got your eye on anything in particular? Am I? Have you got your eye on anything in particular? Um, no, not really. I've, no, I haven't at the moment. And But it's something that I would like to look at, you know. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm not a great car man, to be honest, you know. I've had a Range Rover for years now, and I love them. They've just been amazing to drive for me. The position of them and everything has been fantastic, you know. But I, so I don't know, really. Um, I'll have to look at it and, and see who, who makes, uh, you know. There's all sorts. There's all sorts out there now, Harry. There's, there's yeah. so much to choose from. You'll love it. Harry, as I was coming into the studio... One of my friends was like, oh, who are you going to talk to? I was like, Harry Redknapp. Oh, he's my favourite person in the world. And I was like, oh, is there anything you want me to ask him? And she said, well, well, yeah. Is it true that he ran his wife over? I mean, we're talking about cars. I've got to ask you because <laughs> I've promised him I, I would. Yeah, and, and that was probably <laughs> that was one of the worst days of my life. Oh, yeah. no. So it's not, it's not oh, a joke. Yeah. Oh, oh, Harry, no, what happened? No, I did. I, I parked up a few years back. I stopped the car. Sandra in a little one-way street. Sandra got out the car across the road. I was, um, I thought, oh, I'm taking two parking spaces. She walked around the back of the car, looking across the road. I didn't know she saw a car coming or whatever, cars were coming. So she backed up against the back door of my car by the wheel. I didn't look at, and as I was only going to pull forward. I didn't, I didn't look in the mirror. I just was, I was only going like five, three or four yards, you know. I pulled away and ran straight across Sandra's ankle. Oh, no. Sliced her ankle in half, and she fell into the road, and the, a bus was coming and stopped about three yards away from us. It, it nearly was, it, it was incredible. I couldn't tell you. And uh, 
And really, when, if you saw her foot at the time, I thought she was going to lose her ankle or foot. It was that bad, Andy. I'm, oh, my God. So oh. Accidents are so easily done, aren't they? Yeah, they are. You, know, you, you, you must have felt terrible, Harry. Oh, horrendous. I couldn't tell you how I felt. Um, it was so bizarre. My granddaughter was on the bus that was coming along that stopped that nearly ran over Sandra, and she's on the top of the bus. Uh, I mean, it was all like so bizarre, you just couldn't make it up really. But thankfully, you know, after lots of surgery, her ankle healed up and uh, and she still never really blamed me, wow. even that was absolutely my fault for not looking in the mirror and not concentrating. But anyway, all, you, it's all, all, all's well that ends well. How did you, I mean, it's amazing she didn't blame you, Harry, but how did, because you must have felt so guilty if it were me. Oh, yeah. I'd have been like bending sure. over backwards for forever to try and make it up to her. Yeah. Is there anything special that you did to, to try and sort of make it a kind of apology? Yeah, I probably took a cup of tea up in bed. <laughs> what, just what? was a shock to her. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest shock she could have had. <laughs> um, no, but shock, listen, it's very hard to take time to a cup of tea in bed. She gets up at six o'clock every morning. I mean, you know, I don't really want to be getting up at half past five, so... You know, getting up before my wife is not easy. She wakes up so early in the morning. But uh, no, listen, we, you know, I love her to bits and it hurt me so bad to do, to do anything to her, for sure. Yes, of course. Yeah, I can completely understand that. Harry, a couple, couple more quick ones for you because I appreciate yeah. the time and, and I'm really lovely chatting to you, by the way. Uh, the first one is what's next for Harry because the nation wants to know. There's, there's got to be, tell me there's a new project or a new adventure that we can follow you on. I don't know whether we're going to do another Harry's Heroes or not. You know, I'd love to do another one. I just love being with the boys and going away on tour and, you know, and going away and playing some games, you know. Whether there's another one of them that's in the... I'm not sure. I think they're talking sounds, about it. Sounds I'm like you could host Crofts, Harry. Barney, that's Barney the Bulldog. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's, he's heard something out there in the, in the back garden. He goes running out. But if there's anything out, he'd run back in again. He's... He's scared of his own shadow, really. <laughs> he just barks. Oh, brilliant. So a possible a possible another series of Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to do that. But, um, yeah, whatever, you know, if it's something interesting. I had a great time doing the show with Jane. He had a, he had a show that was on uh, on Friday, on Thursday night. Um, and I enjoyed that with big Tom Davis, a comedian yeah. and actor. Tom. Tom's a great guy. So, yeah, that was good fun. So, yeah, if anything good comes up. And I'm always, always up for it. Yeah. Something's going to come in. Harry, what a pleasure. I thank you so much and for nice the And good luck to Newcastle next year. Oh, thank you. How do you think we'll do? Well, it depends if they spend money. Are, we, get, are we getting it, bored? Does the, does the takeover happen, Harry? I don't know. If somebody should buy the... If there's a club, I just think it's a fantastic football club. Great supporters. Black and white shirts. every. 50 odd thousand every week with a Newcastle shirt. So I just think it's amazing. If, if if I was a rich man and I was looking to buy a football club, I would buy Newcastle. I just think it's one of those clubs. The potential is incredible. The yeah. fans are amazing, and it, they, you know, they. It's about time they won something. It's still it's the last time they won it. It was Bobby Moncler with the first cup. That's right. I mean, my God, how long ago was that now? Yeah, it's ridiculous. But you know what, though, Harry? I'd just settle for not being in a relegation scrap every season. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I think you have to give Bruce a lot of credit this year. He turned it round under under extreme pressure and stayed, and in the end, kept them up, 
quite comfortably. Yeah, it was a real. I think it was a great achievement for Steve Bruce in the end to keep him up. It was. Uh, there was a period where it was amazing he'd kept his job. And then it was amazing with what he did. Uh, Harry, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for your company, mate. It's been really, really good fun. And, you know, talking to you, mate. You too. Take it easy. All the best. Look after this boy. I will. I will. Cheers, Harry. Have a good one. The Andy J Podcast. Loved him. That was Harry Redknapp. Such a legend. If you love your football, on the show next week, Teddy Sheringham. Make sure you listen in for that one, because Teddy, well, he's got some stories, I can tell you. You've been listening to the Andy J podcast. I am extremely grateful to you for that. Thank you. Have a really happy day. Go and make someone smile. And if you'd be kind enough to subscribe to the show and even post a lovely review, well, that would give you a really great day and a spring in my step. So have a wonderful day and I'll catch you very soon. If you're enjoying the Andy J podcast, we'd love a review. In fact, if you're enjoying the show, why not tell your friends? Podcasts live and die on, well, often word of mouth, so please tell your friends. Like, subscribe, review, and share. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.